it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time for another SmackDown study. This is your SmackDown study for May the 7th, 2021. And we had ourselves a throwback edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Now, we didn't get the big fist or the oval stage that everybody wanted, but they tried with the 3D fist and gave us some pyro and you know they 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 gave it the old college try (laughs) um a little disappointing not gonna lie the show though absolutely outstanding um i love that they they did some of the old things from smackdown talking about the first ever show um Going to my probably my favorite segment of all time, uh, the uh, the brawl inside the supermarket between Booker T and Stone Cold Steve Austin, because everybody loves a price check on a jackass, and it's just yeah, just good stuff. Um, but the show itself, the action was good. Um, pretty on par for how SmackDown's been doing recently, which which has been pretty good. So we have WrestleMania Backlash coming up real quick. And uh, some matches are, uh, are being made. So let's just get right into it. So, obviously, our Tribal Chief Blessing us with his appearance. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and Jey Uso coming down to the ring. And um, they give uh, Daniel Bryan a uh, a 10-bell salute, but it's not a traditional one. Um, it's Heyman just going ding. And everybody's trying not to completely lose their minds laughing. Um, So, yeah, that happened. And then, of course, Roman's like, well, with one person going out, somebody's coming in. And they turn, they look at the ramp, 
Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Uso is back. And it's it's nice to have the full penitentiary back together. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. It's all lucky, you know, all, all happiness and whatnot. And then Cesaro comes out. Clearly has something to say about anybody trying to replace Daniel Bryan, which, of course, is impossible to do. And then Rollins comes out and jumps Cesaro. And then we get another surprise with Teddy Long coming out, saying that the match between Cesaro and Seth Rollins, which would be the first match to kick off the in-ring action tonight, now has an extra added stipulation. If Cesaro wins, he gets a match with Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania Backlash. So that definitely kicks things up a notch. We had a commercial by Agco Pro, and I almost died laughing. We then had another one later in the night for the ice cream bars, which kind of makes me upset because can't find those things anywhere. Oh, wait, they no longer exist. Anyways, moving on. I digress. <laughs> um, so Seth and Cesaro was going on in the ring. The Usos are at ringside just kind of watching. Unfortunately, at one point towards the very end of the match, Seth obviously is a little hot because Cesaro's kind of kicking his butt. And he shoves down Jay Uso because Jay taught, you know, Jay late pretty much just put his hands on him. Seth clearly right now, not in the right state of mind. So he pushes down Jay. Jimmy, trying to protect his brother, ends up super kicking Seth. Then, to get, then Jimmy gets taken out by Cesaro. Cesaro rolls Seth in the ring, drops his neutralizer on him, and gets the one, the two, and the three. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a universal title match for WrestleMania Backlash. Cesaro versus Roman Reigns, and oh, dear Lord, is that match going to be incredible. Honestly, though, I, I, I don't see Cesaro winning, but I think it's going to be outstanding. But honestly, who knows? I could be, I, I could be wrong. be a big shock, and I, I personally would love it because I think Cesaro should have been a heavyweight champion many times over by now. But... That's in two weeks. This is tonight. So Cesaro gets his win. Jimmy's here for 30 minutes, and he's already screwing things up. <laughs> Clearly, Seth's not happy about this. Roman's not happy about this. They have a little talk in the back. And everybody was just like, oh, God, are we going to have Jimmy? Are we going to have Jay? God, we have Seth versus Roman. I think they're teasing us a little bit with this, dropping those seeds in. I think it's going to happen at some point. But for that to happen, Seth needs to go back to being a face, which obviously is possible, but we'll see. They kind of the boys hammer you know hammer things out. Jay said um, 
Roman said he will take care of his family issues. And Seth's like, all right, we're cool. You take care of your business or else I will. So that nice little threat kind of just simmering there. So we'll let that go. <laughs> we then had Solomon's action. It was Ruby Riot with Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. With Carmella, surprisingly, with a nice transition into this, gets the cone of silence and actually makes Ruby tap out. I was surprised by this and did not expect that. I honestly thought they'd probably give Ruby the win, but obviously that's not the case. And it kind of makes you feel bad because the Riot Squad has done not much since they've gone back together. And it's unfortunate because... Someone like Ruby Riot truly deserves to be at the forefront of this division. And Liv as well. Liv has come leaps and bounds from when she first started. So it's a shame. Truly a shame that they're not capitalizing on them like they should be. So hopefully that'll change at some point. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And it's, it's, it is a tad bit upsetting, but we'll see. So, after that, we then had a fantastic segment with Bailey. Bailey comes out and paying some tribute to the, the old guard of uh, women's wrestling, talking about like people like Alundra Blaze, Jacqueline, Lita, Trish, you know, um, Ivory. Molly Holly, how they're all wonderful, great women's champions, but none of them are up to par with Bailey. Then she introduces or basically starts to lay into um, Bianca and how all she sees is like insecurity and that she's going to make sure that she is the one and only challenger for. Bianca, because she's going to take that title. Bianca obviously did had enough. Comes out to the ring. They have a little verbal match, and then uh, they start fighting, start brawling. Bianca kicking the ever-living crap out of Bailey at first, but then she makes a fatal mistake of trying to go for one of her own earrings. Bailey sees this and just takes control, throws her into the turnbuckle. Rips the earring out and then stomps on her, has her pinned by her own braided hair, which I know at some point obviously is going to end up being a weapon used against her. And then Bailey drops her with her finish. And Bianca, for the first time in quite a while, is leveled. Like, I know with everything with Sasha, she just got the big slap, and that was about it for that. But Bailey putting the boots and laying out. Bianca, it really kind of adds a little extra bit of flavor for this match. And I'm actually really looking forward to this. I think that this match could steal the show. And I know saying that with Roman and Cesaro being the, probably the main event, which will, they're going to be the main event. But I don't know. This women's match has something special. So we'll see what happens. After that, we ended up having some singles actions as it was supposed to be Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler. Instead, Dolph started running his mouth about how Dominic doesn't belong. 
and uh, basically telling them to get out of the ring so that the men can handle things. Dominic obviously took umbrage. This told his father, I got this. And what does he do? He beats Dolph Ziggler. Now, I'm in the middle of texting. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of tweeting a thing I was saying. Watch, watch Dominic win this match. And my buddy Sam over at Know the Ropes is probably going to explode. Well, as I'm typing all this out, the pin happens, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> quickly finish, quickly put it out. So, so yeah. So Dominic gets a pin over a former heavyweight champion and current SmackDown tag team champion. So obviously putting Ray and Dominic at the top of the list now for tag team title opportunities. Before the match honestly officially started, we had a wonderful promo in the back between Jimmy and Jay where Jimmy's like, I'm not Roman's bitch. And I don't think you should be either. We need each other. We can handle the family. You know, we can support ourselves. You know, it's time to bring back the Uso Penitentiary. They're the best tag team in the world. They really, truly are. I'm not just saying that because they said that. It's the truth. I love them as a tag team. And there's not many people out there that can come even close to them. So I want them back together. So... I think by the end of the show, we might have some more answers, but we'll see how that goes. So after that, I was a little excited because I thought we were going to get another interge- uh, intergender match um, as Reginald was taking on Tamina, but it ended up being more of the same of what happened last time Reginald was in a win in a ring versus uh, one of the female superstars. Lots of flips from Reginald looked pretty good. Tamina got a few shots in, and then it ends up being a disqualification because Nia and Shayna get involved, and then they take out both Tamina and Natty. So that feud continues. Next week, though, I believe they have a tag team championship match. So hopefully maybe we'll get some answers. It's unfortunate that's not at the pay-per-view, but... It is what it is. Then we have 10-man tag team action after that, as it was, see if I remember everybody correctly, uh, the Street Profits, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, and Kevin Owens taking on King Corbin, um, Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn, and the Alpha Academy. Now, this was a great match. Finishes everywhere as this normally would break down into. The finish was outstanding. Corbin tags himself in. Shinsuke takes out Sammy, thinking that Sammy is the elite competitor. And then Corbin drops Shinsuke with the end of days. And as we know, the end of days is the most protected finisher in all of wrestling. And that's it. So all hail King Corbin once again. Gets the victory for his team. Hits you with that end of days. It's over. It's done. Nobody's ever kicked out of it. 
You hear that, Kenny? Mr. Omega? Nobody has ever kicked out of the end of days. And nobody will. Period. After that, they're showing even more of those memories of SmackDown. And they brought one of Eddie Guerrero. It brought a single tear to my eye. I miss that man. He was probably one of my absolute favorites when I was growing up watching wrestling. And it's just the whole the whole thing. I remember him in WCW coming over with the rest of the Radicals and then just turning into himself. I remember him winning the title against Brock, successfully defending it against Kurt. And just everything about him was just, he was so charismatic. He was so unbelievably talented. His rivalry with JBL was probably one of my favorites ever. And it's just, it's such a shame. He cleaned his life up. He got everything work, you know, going in the great direction. And then we lose him. And it's just... It's still heartbreaking. So we do miss you, Eddie. And uh, we will always remember you. And uh, yeah. So that was my little, you know, homage to, to Eddie Guerrero. So we'll move on from that. A little heavier of a heart. We have Roman J. Paul in the ring wanting to talk to Jimmy, see what's going on. Now, Jimmy comes out, interrupts Roman when Roman's just starting to talk on the mic, which obviously is a no no. Jimmy gets in, they review what happens with Hell in a Cell with Roman versus Jay, which still to this day is probably one of the best storyline matches I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, after reviewing that coverage, you, they, go, they pan back over to Roman, who clearly knows he's messed up. You can see Jay kind of give him that, that angry side eye. And I'm thinking to myself, are they going to attack him? What's going on? But Jimmy's like, I ain't going to sit here and be your bitch. It's just not going to happen. So Roman's like, fine. You know, you have two options. Like, either you can get in line and acknowledge me. Or you can explain to your kids why you're sitting at home watching us do our thing instead of being with us doing it together. Jimmy's like, nah, I don't need this. Drops the mic, starts to walk out. Jay ends up coming after him, stopping him. Roman's just kind of standing in the ring. And then Roman gets jumped by Cesaro. And Jay goes to go back in the ring. Jimmy stops him for a, a moment. Says, now, nah, he can handle this himself. But Jay breaks free, runs in the ring. And Cesaro just starts leveling on him. Jimmy... Kind of like um, bouncing back and forth on uh, what he wants to do. And then he says, ah, screw it. He runs in the ring, tries to help his brother. Cesaro takes him out as well. Drops two of the three boys with uh, 
Scotch neutralizer. And Cesaro standing tall at the end of this show. You love to see it. And thank God it's not the go-home show because then I'd be really nervous. <laughs> so that was SmackDown tonight. Some good storytelling. And, you know, we set up. Now we have a match for the Universal Championship. The main event of the show is locked. So we go forward from here. I'm interested to see what happens next week. Um, But, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening once again. This is your SmackDown study from May the 7th. 2021. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us at uh, on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. You can find us on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty G Stream. And you can find this podcast on every pretty much every podcast platform out there. If we're not on a, on a platform, you guys want us to be, let us know. Let ourselves to it. That way you can get all your once uh, you know, turn it into a big one-stop shop. Get all your all your podcasts in one place. And obviously everybody needs a little bedlam in their day. Now, for those of you who do go out there and listen to us, we appreciate you. We love you. Do us a favor, please. Rate us. Do a comment. We're trying to get those ratings up. Um We've got four in on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate those guys who've done it. We just want to see if we can get more on there. Give us more exposure, some more coverage. We'll get some new eyes on the product, and we'll see what's going on. So once again, guys, my name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter of the media. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week for our Raw review on Tuesday. Hoping that... The flagship show can continue its modest upward swing from last week. So we'll see if that can continue as we head towards WrestleMania Backlash. Guys, appreciate you again. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And obviously, most importantly, don't forget to join the Bedlam. Have a great night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.